hello, good afternoon, God bless. Welcome back to the Bible teaching channel of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. Today we are going to go ahead and continue on in our studies or discussions about the book of Proverbs. Today we are going to take a look at Proverbs chapter 20. So if you are in a position where you can do so, I really encourage you to grab your Bible and follow along with me here today. I'm going to go ahead and try and read our way through all 30 verses of Proverbs chapter 20. And I have mentioned this before, um, but just um, at the sake of being redundant here, you know, Proverbs has 31 chapters. Um, pretty much a chapter for every day of most months, right? So you can go ahead and um, read it on a daily basis. And that's what I encourage you to do, to make it a part of your life. You will find that, and this is the case with all of the Word of God, um, the more you read it, the more it gets hidden in your heart and it gets stored up within you. And when you face certain circumstances in life and you come upon certain situations in life, maybe decisions you have to make, um, maybe temptations or trials that you may be going through, you will find that the word of God springs up within you as a living word and it speaks to you and it helps you to get through life. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. And uh, as we read the book of Proverbs, which is an Old Testament book, it was written by a man named Solomon. The majority of it was anyway. And um, these are the writings of his. And he is, he is a man who God specifically gave wisdom to. Now, did Solomon do everything right? No, not at all. Um, but God did give him wisdom. And fortunately for his son who he spoke a lot of this to for his children um, and for us all these years later we have this written down to where we can benefit from these writings and apply them to our lives so and, and there really is so much life application type stuff in the book of proverbs so anyway that's why i encourage you to read it on a daily basis. Um, so today, again, we're looking at Proverbs chapter 20. And uh, I'm going to start reading in verse 1 and just kind of comment on it as the Lord leads as we go here. Wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Now, it seems to me, anyway, that this can be common sense. But for many people, they do get led astray by alcohol, um, especially a lot of young people. And, you know, they get involved in it from, from a partying standpoint. And um, it start, it'll mess up your life. It'll destroy you. It will take wisdom away from you. That's why it says it's not wise. You will lack wisdom in life. You will lack true um, guidance and direction, you know, in a positive direction because you're allowing alcohol to control your mind. That's what it does. It's a mocker. It's a brawler. It, it gets within you and it affects the way you think. 
and affects your decision-making process and all of that. So you don't want to be led astray by alcohol. Again, wisdom from God here. The wrath of a king is like the roaring of a lion. Whoever provokes him to anger sins against his own life. You see, there we don't live here in the United States of America. We don't live under a king. Now, if you're a Christian, you've been born again, you've come into the kingdom of God where Jesus Christ is the king. You are under the King Jesus, okay? But this, you know, in Solomon's day, he was a king. And as he writes this, they had kings, you know, in their time and all of that. So he's given wisdom to his son here to say, hey, look, here's how you need to deal with authorities, right? You should have respect for them. Don't provoke them to anger. Be somebody that submits to authorities. In America, we have laws that we are to submit to um, because it keeps our society safe. It keeps our society, you know, functioning properly and well, right? So, you don't want to get on the bad side of the law. That's wisdom as well, right? You want to do what is right, especially, again, if you are a Christian, you've been born again, you're seeking the Lord in your life, um, you know, you're, again, you're, you, you'll be submitted to the King of Kings, Jesus, and you'll want to be obedient to his word, and his word is not going to lead you in the way of lawlessness, he is going to lead you in the way of righteousness, okay? So it's honorable, verse 3 says, for a man to stop striving, since any fool can start a quarrel. You know, you're going to be the honorable one in a situation where when a quarrel starts, you put a stop to it. Or at least you control yourself and put a stop to yourself being involved with the quarrel, Okay, you don't do it. You don't just keep running your mouth. It says any fool can start a quarrel, right? Now, there are a lot of people out there that like to start quarrels, like to start trouble, you know, like to start arguments and all of that. But we don't have to respond. We have, especially, again, if you're filled with the Spirit of the Lord, you've been born again. We have the fruit of the Spirit, right, which is temperance, part of it, self-control, Right, where we don't have to keep striving. We don't have to be that person that provokes someone else or starts to quarrel. We can walk away from it. We can just shut it down and move on, right? Verse four. Now remember here, as I, as I jump into verse four, I think of this here real quickly, but remember, not all of these go together. You know, these are sometimes one-liners that you'll find in the book of Proverbs, you know, just one thought right here, one tidbit of wisdom, you know, it might not go. Sometimes there'll be two or three verses that are, that string together, you know, about one topic or one subject. But anyway, verse four says, the lazy man will not plow because of winter. He will, he will beg during harvest and have nothing. So, We've talked about this a lot as we've looked at the book of Proverbs about being diligent, right, in our business, diligent in what we do, having diligent hands, not being lazy. You know, when, when you get into laziness, you, you fall into a stupor and then you begin to rely on, you know, the government uh, to give you a check or you rely on others around you or whatever it may be. If you're, if you're capable, you're able to work, we should be working, right? And we should be diligent 
in that, you know, throughout the year. Okay, we don't just say, oh, it's cold outside. Oh, I'm not going to go out and do that. Oh, I've got this excuse or that excuse, right? Well, then you find yourself with lack. You find yourself not having something and you need to beg, right? It says that he will beg during harvest. In other words, this is the time you should be reaping because of what you did in, you know, in the winter, right? Because of what you planted before or whatever the case may be, right? So we have to have diligence in our lives if we want to see things spring forward, you know, and find some growth, you know, in our lives. Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. I've talked about this before, but there are people that are in our lives, and especially I'll speak to to you young people here, but it, it applies to both young and old, but there are people that are in your life for a reason, and they have good counsel for you. Okay, they have, they, they, they want what's best for you. They love you. They're your parent. They're your guardian of some short sort. They're taking care of you and they're making sure they're trying to point you in the right direction. And if you have understanding, if you're wise, you're going to, you're going to seek out that wisdom. If you have a parent in your life, maybe an aging parent or whatever the case may be, and they've been down the road before you. They have a lot of wisdom that they can give you. They have a lot that they can pour into you and you will be wise if you will draw that wisdom out of them. Take that counsel from them and apply it to your life. Now, some things may not apply because we're, we all don't have the same set of circumstances in life. You know, there may be things that I went through that my children aren't going through. Um, there may be things that they're going through on, you know, on the flip side that I, didn't, I, that I didn't go through or whatever. But for the most part, there's nothing new under the sun. So there's a lot that an older person in your life has been through that you can benefit from and you'll be wise if you'll draw that out of them, okay? So verse six says, most men will proclaim each his own goodness but who can find a faithful man? So it's saying here that, yeah, most people will say, yeah, I'm pretty good. You know, most people will think highly of themselves about one thing or another, okay? But it says, who can find a faithful man? That's what matters. That's what matters. See, people can proclaim certain things about them. They can tell you, well, yeah, I'll be there, or yeah, I'll do that, or yeah, I'll, I'll support you in that, or whatever the case may be. But you may find out that they're not very faithful. They may say it, but do they perform it? Do they do it? Okay, so who can find a faithful man? And that's what matters, you know, is being faithful. Okay, the righteous man walks in his integrity, verse seven says. His children are blessed after him. You know, it is difficult in this world to find true integrity. And sometimes it's difficult in this world to walk in integrity. And, you know, because of what temptations or things that may arise in your life, things that are out there, you know, but a righteous man is diligent to say, you know, no, I'm, I'm going to stick to walking in this way. I'm going to walk in my integrity. I'm going to do what's right. What happens as a result of that is his children are blessed after him, it says here, because he's sowing good seed. He's doing what is right. 
and there's a fruitfulness that comes from that. And there's something that his kids can hang on to. And it says, you know, when I read this here, his children are blessed after him. It's those that come after him, but it's also after he dies, his children can look back and say, my father was a man of integrity. He stayed the course. He was a faithful man like we see in verse six. Okay, verse eight, a king who sits on the throne of judgment scatters all evil with his eyes. A king who sits on a throne of judgment scatters all evil with his eyes. You see, when we fear authority, that is when, and I'll use the word fear here as reverence, right? We don't even want to look into the eyes of a judge, we don't want to even come before the eyes of a judge. I, I want nothing to do personally with going to court in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I just want to avoid that situation, okay? Because I respect authority. I respect judgment, you know? I respect that kind of thing. And uh, we, we should be the type of person that says, you know, I don't even want to look into the eyes of a judge. I don't even want to be in that situation. So I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to walk in a way that's right, that's honest, that's integrable and all of that, right? Verse nine says, who can say, I have made my heart clean. I am pure from sin, right? Who can say that? You know what? Well, we know from the New Testament in the book of Romans that it says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So the answer to that question is obviously no one can say that. No one can say I am pure from my sin unless they come to Christ and are born again and are trusting in him and are trusting not in their own righteousness and not in the things that they can do, but they're trusting in what Christ has done and now they have submitted their lives to him to walk in obedience to him and honor him in the things that they do, right? So diverse weights and diverse measures, they are both alike, an abomination to the Lord. Um, You know, some people like to cheat. Some people like to do things just a little crooked, you know, and say, hey, you know, I'm just going to change it a little bit here. You know, this is typically what the true weight should be. This is typically, you know, um, typically what, you know, is the right thing to do, but I'm going to change it here. And then when I get in this set of circumstances over here, I'm going to change it here. Well, this is an abomination to the Lord because he wants us to walk in truth. He wants us to walk in integrity, to always do what's right. Even when sometimes things go against us and we don't want to, you know, because we know that if we make a certain decision, well, then it's going to cost us. But if it's the right decision in, from the standpoint of righteousness and truth and justice, well, then we need to do it. We don't need to change things up, have diverse weights and diverse measures, you know, change the way we deal with certain situations just based on the circumstances, okay? Even a child, verse 11 says, says, is known by his deeds, whether what he does is pure and right. So everybody, 
everybody you can now I know I might get a lot of disagreement on this and and but you can judge a book by its cover the way a person behaves the way they speak the way they the, the way they act that's the cover that's what we're seeing on the outside right and they're going to be known by that they're going to be known by the way that they behave okay so a child even with a child is it's known by his deeds you see this child and they act like a brat and you say man i don't even want to be around that child you know and they grow up and they become brats when they're older too if they're not trained up in the way that they should go if they're not disciplined in accordance with the word of god when they're young then what they are as a child is it just grows it waxes worse and worse in their lives right Verse 12, the hearing ear and the seeing eye. The Lord has made them both. Okay, so there's, there's things about our lives. We, we can have ears to hear. We can have eyes to see. We can pay attention. The Lord has given us these things. You know, we can use discernment in our lives based on what we're hearing. We can say, I, I got to get out of this situation. I got to get away from this because of what I'm hearing right now or what I'm seeing. The Lord has given us that. And we have the ability to turn away from it, to go away from it. Do not love sleep lest you come to poverty, verse 13. Open your eyes and you will be satisfied with bread. Get up in the morning, do something work be diligent we see that throughout the book of proverbs be diligent don't be lazy verse 14 it is good for nothing cries the buyer but when he has gone his way he then then he boasts remember solomon's given wisdom to his son here and he's just saying look when you're dealing with certain business situations people are going to try to get what's best for them they're going to say ah this ain't any good ah this has this wrong with it or that wrong with it maybe you're selling a vehicle or whatever the case may be hopefully you're using you know uh, honest weights and measures and you're telling the truth about the car you're selling for example but there's always going to be that person that says, ah, oh, nah, this ain't any good. And then when he takes it home, he says, hey, look, look at the steal of a deal I got on this, right? So we have to be wise. And Solomon's telling his son here, be wise in the way that we do things, right? Innocent, but wise, okay? There is gold and a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. Here, here, we, here it's talking about what we speak, the words that come out of our mouth, okay? King David said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, right? And that should be our motives as well. We should speak things that are pure, speak with knowledge, speak with wisdom. That's more precious than gold and rubies, it's, it's more precious than anything because again, we're going to be known like a child's, even a child's known by his deeds. You're going to be known by the way that you speak and the way that you behave and the way that you act. And the Lord wants us again to walk in righteousness, to walk in what is good, to do what is good. Okay, verse 16, take the garment of one who is surety for a stranger and hold it as a pledge when it is for a seductress now p 
people get themselves involved in many different situations that are wrong. So he says, take the garment of one who is surety for a stranger, okay? And hold it as a pledge when it is for a seductress. In other words, this person that is you know, vouching for a stranger or this person that is getting involved with a seductress is, get, is going down the wrong road. That's what Solomon says here. You know, and, and they're going to need something to fall back on. They're going to need some help. They're getting themselves into a bad situation. And wisdom tells us, don't do it. Think your way through. The saying, you know, the old saying is, look before you leap. Contemplate what you're doing. And that's what look means, right? To contemplate what you're doing and say, hmm, let me think on this. Should I be doing this? Should I be getting involved in this? And it's never good to make yourself surety for someone else. Like, you know, in the financial world, it's like being a cosigner on something, right? It's not very wise to do that, okay? Verse 17, bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man, but afterward, his mouth will be filled with gravel so it might it might seem good when a man to a man who goes out and he does something deceitful and he gets what he wants he says oh that that was sweet i got what i want but then reality sets in and the man maybe loses sleep and it doesn't quite taste so good afterwards when you realize what a wretch you were to be deceitful and wisdom, again, here from the Bible tells us, don't be that type of person. Don't be a deceitful person that tries to get over on people just to get ahead in life. Do what's honorable. Do what's right. Commit your life to the ways of the Lord, and you will. Okay? Plans are established by counsel. By wise counsel, wage war. Here we see it again. There are people around you. There's wisdom all around us. And we can seek counsel. We can ask people, people that are further down the road than us, people that have been through what we've been through, people that might have more knowledge about a certain subject than we, can, than we have about. And when we're faced with a set of circumstances, we got to go into this battle. We got to do this thing, whatever the case may be. There, there's people out there that we can seek counsel of. There's safety in a multitude of counselors. Be wise. Don't just think you know it all. Okay. Verse 19, he who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with one who flatters with his lips. There are smooth talkers out there, right? And they, you see them flattering people. It kind of reminds me, and you're going to have to be of a certain age probably to know what I'm talking about here, or maybe have seen the reruns of Leave It to Beaver right? This guy like a Eddie Haskell guy on Leave it to Beaver. He would be a smooth talker and tell Mrs. Cleaver how beautiful she was and how smart Mr. Cleaver was and all of that. But he's going to slap Beaver upside the head as soon as he gets out of the view of the parents, right? So there are people like that, that we, that we need to be wise and say, you know, I'm not going to associate with them. Yeah, they're saying this, they sound good, 
But, you know, no, I'm not going to associate with them. Verse 20, whoever curses his father or mother, his lamp will be put out in deep darkness. The Bible is, you know, for real about this subject, to honor your mother and your father in the Lord. Don't be talking about your parents behind their backs. Don't curse them. Don't dishonor them. You know, now I know that there are parents out there that, you know, they just don't deserve honor because of the way they live or the way they treat, treated their family or the things that they did. You know, they're fools. Yeah, that, that does exist. But you're wise if you don't curse your mother. You don't curse your father. Now, especially without any cause at all or just because you feel a little slighted or you don't like the way they did this or that, right? Again, commit to the Lord. Acknowledge the Lord in your way. Submit your life to him. Let him lead and guide you. And he's going to fill you with his spirit and he's going to put forgiveness in your heart. He's going to put love and peace and joy in your heart. And uh, you'll be able to deal with these situations where maybe you feel slighted by your parents. But it's not the right thing to do to curse them, okay? An inheritance gained hastily at the beginning will not be blessed at the end, okay? So you need to be wise with an inheritance, something that you're getting for nothing, something that maybe a parent is leaving to you, leaving to you or, or you're going about it in a deceitful way, you're arguing with your brothers and your sisters over it, whatever the case may be, and you're trying to get as much as you can, as fast as you can, you know, and trying to get there before everyone else does, you're not going to be blessed in the end as a result of that. Verse 22, do not say, I will recompense evil. Wait for the Lord and he will save you. So here again, just trust in the Lord. Let him take care of the situation. If somebody has mistreated you, you don't need to recompense. You don't need to go get them back. You don't need to do that. Just trust in the Lord. Wait for the Lord and he will save you. And you he may not save you or take you out of that situation to your satisfaction, especially if you want vengeance. You want to see the other person fall, but he'll make things better for you. He'll pull you out of circumstances and situations and put you on a different path. I've experienced that in my life. I've been around people that have treated me in an evil way, done wrong things to me. I, I've turned and walked away. No matter what they said, I just moved on. You know, and that's what we need to do. Here again, verse 23, the subject comes up of diverse weights. And again, it says they're an abomination to the Lord and dishonest scales are not good. Remember, these are all different little tidbits of information that were gathered together and written down in the way that we have them here. You know, when Solomon wrote this, he didn't write, write it in verse numbers like we have here. You know, verse 23, for example, that we're on right now. He didn't write it like that. So we're kind of jumping all over the place and maybe jumping back to, a, to another subject in all of that kind of thing. But diverse weights, we're back on that subject here, an abomination to the Lord, and dishonest scales are not good. Here again, do what's right, do what's honest, do what's good. Now, verse 24, a man's steps are of the Lord. How then can a man understand his own way? So here, here again, we're being encouraged 
to completely trust in the Lord to, to the point where we say, my steps are ordered by the Lord. So I don't need to try to understand my own way, right? Um, Proverbs 3, right? It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean, on, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. He'll, he'll make your path straight, but you need to not rely on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Verse 25, it is a snare for a man to devote rashly something as holy and afterwards to reconsider his vows. So, you don't, so you, here again, think something through. You don't, you don't go into your church congregation and say, oh, you know what? I'll take care of that. Don't worry about it. I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to take care of this for everybody. And then afterwards you reconsider and say, oh man, I don't know what I got into here. I can't really do this. I can't really handle this. Well, think it through in the first place, right? Before you make a vow. A wise king sifts out the wicked and brings the threshing wheel over them. So here again, we live in a country not with a king, but we live under laws. And law needs to be enforced. People that break the law, that are doing wicked things, that are doing evil things, need to be dealt with, not slapped on the wrist and put back out in, into society. They need to, to be dealt with severely, okay, so that we can have law and order. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. So the Lord does a work within us. And he who has, he who has begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it but he's working within you. doesn't matter your outward circumstances. The Lord is doing something within you. That's where his spirit works, okay? It's the lamp of the Lord. It's illuminating what's inside of you and the Lord's saying, oh, we gotta work on this, we gotta fix this. And that's what the word of God helps us do as well. It, it, it helps us, it rebukes us, it corrects us, it instructs us in righteousness. And that's why I point you to it and tell you to read it, okay? Verse 28, mercy and truth preserve the king. And by loving kindness, he upholds his throne. So now we see like, yeah, a king has to be strict, right? There has to be law and order, but mercy and truth are good as well. A king needs to deal with things in a truthful manner a leader, a ruler of some sort, right? And they need to have love and kindness as a part of their lives, right? Because that will establish them in their position, he's saying. He's telling, Solomon's telling his son this. Verse 29, the glory of young men is their strength and the splendor of old men is their gray head. Don't I look splendid today? <laughs> but what Solomon is saying here is that, yeah, young men have strength and they need to use it. You need to get out and work and do something that benefits society. Use the strength that you have as a young man. And the splendor of an old man is their gray head. You know, there's, there's wisdom. There should be wisdom in the man that grows old, that is aged well, that is trusting in the Lord that is honoring the Lord in their lives. And you should be someone, if you've reached that age of the gray head, whenever it started for you, 
you know, you should be someone that is growing old gracefully. You're growing old in mercy and in truth and integrity and in faithfulness and in goodness. All of these things you should find yourself in when you get to that point in your life. So gray hair is a splendor. Now I know people like to color it, cover it up and all that, um, but they still got it. So 30, verse 30, the final verse of chapter 20 here, blows that hurt, cleanse away evil, as do stripes the inner depths of the heart. Here again, I just quoted a couple minutes ago that the word of God, it can correct us, it can rebuke us, and it can hurt sometimes when we realize, ah, this is hitting me hard and I've got to change. I've got to repent. I've got to do something about this. But when it hits you hard like that, it cleanses away evil and it purifies your heart. And this is the power that's in the word of God. So here we have studied yet another chapter of Proverbs, talked our way through it. So much to learn. And I really do just once again, exhort you, encourage you to get into the word of God. And Proverbs is an easy way just to open your Bible and do it on a daily basis, to read it, to read through it, but definitely get into the New Testament and find out about Jesus, find out about the Lord, let him you know, come into your heart, surrender your life to him. And if there's anything that we can do as a ministry to help you with that, please reach out to us. Go to our website, aloveoutreach.com. It's not a whole lot on there. We don't do a whole lot. We post the teachings on there, audio and video and stuff like that. But there is a contact form there that you can fill out that will come to us and you can ask, you know, ask us questions or we'd love to help you or point you along in your growth spiritually. So thanks for watching again. We will see you next time and uh, we hope to hear from you. God bless.